Welcome back to the Get Unstuck and On Target podcast. I'm Mike O'Neill with Bench Builders, and with leadership coaching and people skills training, we help companies solve the people problems that are slowing their growth. Joining me today is Amit Pramar. Amit is the co-founder and CEO of Clickify. Clickify is an employer branding platform for recruiters and hiring managers to showcase their company and to create media buzz across social media. And so I want to welcome you. Welcome, Amit. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate you and excited to be here. I have to start because I love the name Clickify. And let me go ahead and spell it for those who haven't seen it. C-L-I-Q-U-I-F-Y. Tell me more about that name. Why'd you name your company that? <laughs> that's that's a great question. Um, so, you know, in my years of, of being a talent leader and, and going out there and, and attracting and retaining talent, uh, what I found were uh, your, your best talent came from within your networks. And so the, the word click is really like, like clicks, right? Mm. Um, and, and as we're thinking about our, our creating a buzz about your culture, which is, our, which is what our platform does, uh, that name kind of just uh, stuck. Uh, and these days in the online age, uh, people generally tend to click places online if they want to learn about your company. <laughs> right? So uh, that's that's kind of the genesis of the word Clickify. Well, I think it's a perfect name. So in terms of the top that we're going to be chatting about, uh, it really kind of centers around this idea of creating an employer brand. And so why don't we first tackle that? What in your opinion, is an employer brand and why is it important? Yeah, you know, it, it is such a critical question. And, and I'm sure you, if you ask 10 people, they'll have 10 different definitions of, of employer branding. Um, you know, in our point of view, it, it's it's everything that your company stands for, your, your core beliefs, how you treat your employees, uh, how do you celebrate your employees and, and, and uh, your culture? Um, you know, what kind of benefits do you offer? So all the things uh, in, our, in, our, in our terms, it's the value proposition, if you will, uh, for uh, an employee uh, as well as a candidate. And, and the reason we mention employees first is because it's an inside out view. Um, you got to kind of correct and, and make sure that the employee experience is phenomenal. Only then are you able to actually build a, an employer brand that is, um, real, uh, so that when you're selling it to potential candidates and when they come to come and join your culture uh, and your company, uh, they're not shocked in any way, <laughs> right? Uh, and and that's how we think about employer branding. So there are all kinds of value prop categories that fall within that for us. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned it's just kind of an inside-out approach, and that is before you can be successful in attracting people to your organization, you want to make sure that those who are already there could be good uh, advocates for your company. Um, what do companies oftentimes get wrong when it comes to that? Oh, wow. Um, you know, I, I should I should say, what do they get right first? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm all about positivity, right? And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of companies, what, what they do well is they do recognize the importance of, of the experience uh, that they're providing to uh, their uh, employees, their alumni, right? So when you offboard somebody, how are you treating that individual? 
Um, I do believe they're doing an amazing job at that. What they're not doing, however, and this is one of the reasons why we actually built something like Clickify, is actually taking those amazing stories that are happening across the board, especially if you're a global organization, Mike. There are all these things that happen in local you know, countries or, or local offices or local sites uh, that are you know, little stories, but when you add them up, you know, they're amazing things that just get buried in that local site in terms of, you know, it could be a little act of, of kindness that somebody has done. Maybe it's a community service event, right? Um, there are all these little things. Uh, and I do believe that is something that companies are getting wrong today is how do you scale those stories and, and actually give not only your employees across the globe a better sense of, of a cohesive culture, uh, but also uh, prospective candidates who are looking at you. There, of course, you know, there are studies that a prospective candidate will look at four to five different sites, uh, including LinkedIn and Glassdoor and Comparably and, and now Indeed, right? They have an employer branding kind of play. They'll look at all these places before they, they come and make a decision about joining your organization. Um, so I do believe that there's a, a huge opportunity there for employ employers to really figure out what that story is um, in a cohesive way. So my sense is that you've created a platform that kind of gives a sense of direction how an employer might go about doing that. And you made a comment a moment ago, and that is, are most of your clients currently larger sized organizations? Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. So when we started uh, the product or launched the product about three years ago now, you know, our original theory was that this would be great for, uh, you know, small businesses, medium-sized businesses. Um, what's interesting is we've got large enterprises who are leveraging our, our product. And uh, there, there are a couple of theories around that that we have, which is it's really built for small and medium-sized businesses from a pricing standpoint as well. But we are purely organic. We don't do any sponsored media. We don't do any sponsored ads. It's, it's purely how do you engage your workforce in an organic way across their social media feed? So that's basically our, our main channel, if you will, of our content. And so we are integrated with LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and soon we're adding Instagram and TikTok uh, to our arsenal, if you will. Um, but it's personal feeds of employees. And what we're finding is that the larger the enterprise, the, the quicker the scale in terms of the outreach across their networks. Um, I do believe, however, there's there's a huge opportunity with small and, and entry and, and mid-sized businesses to do the same thing at a very competitive uh, price point. And at some point, we'll we'll uh, we'll be after that market in the near future. I got you. So what I understand you to say is that you built this thinking that this would have appeal primarily to small to mid-sized organizations, and what you're finding is larger organizations are embracing it. But if the listeners are not from a large corporation, I want them to have some value from this conversation. So I want to go back to that employer brand notion, and I'm going to put it in language that at least kind of makes sense to me. I know you have an HR background. I have an HR background. And one of the things I found myself doing is going and looking at my own company's website. Mm -hmm. Who do we say we are? And I yeah. compare that to at least what I believe the reality to be. 
And what you're describing is today's job seeker. Yes, they're going to the website, but they, it sounds as if you're finding that they are using social media much more as a screening tool to see, could I find myself in this organization and are the things they do aligned with the things that I believe? Is that a fair characterization? Absolutely, Mike. And, and you know, some stats to, to back that up, Mike, about 84% of candidates find their next job on, on a social media platform. Wow. 84%. And, and about 60% of the entire world is on any one of the social media channels that exist today. Mm. Uh, so that's where people are gravitating towards. Um, that's where people hang out. And let's face it, Mike, right? Like I don't, people don't wake up and say, I'm going to check out Clickify's career site today because I want to work for Clickify. And they just simply don't do that, right? Because there's so many employers. Um, but uh, I will be on LinkedIn. I will be on Facebook. I am on Twitter, right? And that's where I'm hanging out. So if I start to see a particular company culture being demonstrated by the employees of that company, super powerful. And we actually have data because we track this in our platform. We're tracking every piece of asset and how is it shared and how is it performing in terms of driving candidate traffic back to your career site. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're able to tell um, the talent leader or the HR leader for that company what kind of content is really driving what kind of traffic uh, back to their, their career site. Super powerful. Um, I talked about value propositions uh, earlier. Uh, so we have these you know, categories, the value prop categories built right into our product. So from an analytics perspective, we're able to tell uh, our clients exactly which piece of the value prop is actually driving applications. Mm. Uh, and, and that was a big uh, you know, unknown uh, for me as a talent leader uh, many years ago. And uh, it's something that we're super proud of, of achieving is, is the ability to give database decision-making power back to HR departments around what's really driving candidate behavior, Mike. One thing I noticed on your website um, is you use this, I'll call it a tagline for lack of, a better, lack of a better term, build, activate, and measure your employer brand. And you're speaking to that very much. And that is what I think I understand you to say is that you're not just giving feedback to the client as to which channels are your applicants coming from. You're given much more specific here is the specific value proposition or portion of a value proposition that led them to come check you out. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And that is, that is so powerful uh, in, in terms of uh, really helping uh, achieve your value prop. Uh, and you'll see this in, in various websites uh, that you go, career sites that you go to. There's a lot of corporate jargon out there. Uh, candidates see right through that. They just want to talk to a human or understand from a human, Mike, like, what is it really like to work in the HR department at, you know, company XYZ, right? Um, and, and that's the level of interaction we want to build through our platform is how do you engage one person with one or many candidates to learn about your company mm. through content? Um, so in practical terms, I'm going to use language that's probably outdated language, but it would seem to me that what you want are internal advocates who could be an ambassador for the company. 
but you're not necessarily messaging. You're not telling them what to say, uh, or at least the company is not telling them what to say. Is that correct? Well, it's narrated in a way, Mike. Uh, so we have guardrails within our platform uh, around what is, what are the EVP pillars or value prop pillars, if you will, the categories, right? Is mm -hmm. it your benefits? Is it is it celebrating? Is it referral programs? Um, it, you know, what are those those things? Your core values and belief systems, uh, behaviors that you reward and, and want to see in your employees as well as your candidates. Uh, so there are all these, you know, uh, there's a framework that we help a client right through our platform to start to build assets that are associated with that framework. So these would be like templates, if you will, that are what we call 80-20. So 80% of the templates already built. Uh, it, it's really up to the employer how much latitude they want to give to the employees to, to mm -hmm. personalize that. Um, some companies are, are super restrictive. Uh, so they don't want your employees to uh, personalize the content, and some have a, a you know cultural norm to do that. So we are very flexible from that perspective, in terms of how much you know how much latitude you want to give to your users. What we are finding, and this is what we suggest to our clients, is the the more personalization there is in the content, the higher the engagement, and we're seeing that in spades across uh, thousands of data points uh, through our platform. Um, you know, they're, 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 they're templated, you know, they're templated ways for employees to say, okay, you know what, my company is comfortable with me sharing this, because there's that other factor uh, is employees just generally don't know, you know, what and when to share. Uh, and so this allows them kind of an open space, a more secure space uh, for them to say, okay, yeah, my company is kind of blessed this piece of content. Uh, how can I take this and kind of make it my own and, and post it out there? You mentioned that you're expanding the platforms that this can appear on. Um, we're recording this in the, the uh, first part of 2023. And I'm probably of the platforms you mentioned, most familiar with LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always kind of characterized it as kind of the Facebook for business. But in terms of emerging, what are you finding? Um, emerging platforms that really lend itself to this type of dialogue, this type of um, exchange of just real world experiences on the employee's part? Oh, great, great question, Mike. And we're constantly looking at that just to kind of stay on the cutting edge, Mike. And we're seeing, I mean, of course, TikTok, I wouldn't say it's the emerging one. I mean, it's already here. Um, but that's that's a big one for us that we're um, tracking right now is is how is TikTok being used for for employment purposes? Uh, of course, there's all kinds of scrutiny at the government level with with TikTok, but it is it is a platform that is fast growing and and it's it's uh, going to surpass or about to surpass Facebook users um, wow. as well. So it is it is huge. There's a lot of opportunity. Uh, we're also seeing kind of what we call non-social platforms, like chat platforms, like uh, WeChat in China is, is a big one. WhatsApp is, is a more global one that is owned by Facebook. Um, and, and so there are these, these chat groups, if you will, um, that you can kind of you know, tap into with content, because uh, content is everything, right? If you don't have good content, you could be in any of these platforms and nothing will happen with it. Um, and, and so that's that's kind of the, the ones we're tracking at the moment. Um, 
but certainly very very careful right now of of all the different you know emerging uh, channels that are popping up. Um, Instagram is also a big one. I, I wouldn't call it emerging, but that's where we're seeing a lot of um, especially hourly labor uh, really hang out on Instagram and Facebook uh, for the most part. Um, those are kind of the ones, the main ones we're tracking at the moment. Uh, but we're constantly looking at other ones where, you know, if, if we see that there's value and and the uh, adoption curve in, in a hockey stick fashion, that's we would jump right on that. You know, Amit, one thing that attracted me to you is as a podcast guest. One, we had an opportunity to have a conversation beforehand, and you come out of a kind of a corporate HR background, talent management background. You've worked for some really great companies. You're now a co-founder and CEO of a business. Can you share a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey, going from a corporate role to being a business founder? Yeah, um, it's been an amazing one. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, shout out to my wife who, who let me do this. <laughs> right, right? Smart. Uh, she, she, she's a huge, huge supporter of, of making that, that leap. Um, but yeah, look, you know, my, my background is in talent. Um, gosh, you know, over 17 plus years, um, probably must have, you know, hired as well as, well as develop uh, probably thousands of people. I have yet to take count, right? Um, along with my teams, that amazing team. There was a gap, however, that I found in, in this particular space, um, which was how do you how do you really change um, how how recruiting is done? Uh, it is it is a very uh, difficult thing to change uh, in terms of mindsets. Um, I mean, you look at the Roman Empire, right? <laughs> right? They uh, you look at job descriptions; they would post them out there, um, and uh, you know certainly there there's a place for that. But the candidate behavior is shifting uh, right in front of our eyes, and and we I kind of wanted to to take a leap of faith and and be right in the middle of it. Um, and, and it's a gap, it's a problem that you know we faced as talent leaders. Uh, and I thought it was just time, you know, just to just to try this out. I am I'm a tinkerer, Mike, uh, by <laughs> by DNA, uh, and so just wanted to to really uh, see if I could solve this. This, you know, age-old issue is, you know, how do you attract and retain talent? So you're pursuing this. And one of the questions I like to ask guests, can you think of a situation whereas you had a client that was stuck? And what did it take to get this client unstuck? Yeah, um, I just realized that's the, that's the title of your of your podcast. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah, you know, uh, there 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 are always you know every every environment is created different. Uh, but uh, you know, as I look at kind of the, the general theme that keeps coming up is this whole idea of recruitment marketing or employer branding. There are uh, there are a lot of interplays with the marketing function, especially the larger you get as an organization. Uh, and so, what ends up happening inevitably is turf wars, right? Mm. Uh, where you have, you know, a, a talent leader who understands that there is, there is a different and a better way to attract and retain talent from a content standpoint, um, but they get stuck. They get stuck in in the kind of the corporate you know, dialogue, which rightfully so, because that's how organizations are designed. 
um, they get stuck in, in, in dialogue around, well, is this my space or is this marketing space? But marketing doesn't get measured on how many candidates they're bringing to the door, <laughs> right? or, 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 or how many candidates or how many employees uh, did the HR function help retain? Um, and so there's this mismatch of the work that needs to get done, but the measurement stick ends up in, in the HR function. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, we, we do get into that, uh, you know, every now and then and, and the conversation with the marketing function and we help, we help uh, work with our clients through that dialogue to, to say, okay, this is a co, co or cross-functional initiative, <laughs> right? Uh, and, and we do need help from the marketing function because there are a lot of skill sets that they bring to the table around, okay, how do you, how do you design the narrative? How do you think of the content that attracts the, you know, the, the psych, how do you get into the psychology of people, right? Not just candidates, but people in general. Um, and, and the way we get unstuck really, Mike, is uh, we, we go to market and, and we just collaborate across functions and then, of course, there are all you know. There are always questions about who's going to pay for this, <laughs> right? Right. Yes. Uh, and and that's that's another you know uh, point where you know for us uh, we we've built our processes as as a vendor now, Mike, to enable that process where we can charge different cost centers, right? Um, so that's how we've kind of you know got around the whole funding issue as well. I'm sitting here thinking about when I was in a corporate HR role. And you have to make a lot of decisions when you're in that role. And one of the decisions you're making is benefits. Mm -hmm. And benefits is a broad category. And it always felt a little paternalistic. And that is, I felt our team was trying to decide what was best for the employees. And what we were trying to do is put together the most effective package, meaning that which we believe the employees needed without necessarily giving away the store. And yeah. it was a little bit of a crapshoot. We, <laughs> we would get groups together and we, we would listen. But what I'm hearing, what you described is this is a tool that really, if the company is smart, truly listens to what the employees are saying and what they think might be important as a result of this might be something different because you've got data you didn't have before. Oh, absolutely, Mike. And I'm so glad you made that connection. There are, you know, there's enough insight there to feed your talent strategy, Mike, right? Like in terms of, um, you know, are we celebrating enough, right? Mm. As, as a company uh, and as a culture, and it varies by country, Mike, right? As you know, um, uh, are we, are, are there flex benefits, um, you know, PTO time? Like when you share that kind of content out there, is that getting more traction than, you know, let's say your vacation policy, <laughs> right? right? Mm -hmm. I'm just making this up, but, but those are, th those are real questions that can feed right into, well, it could also feed into your diversity, equity, inclusion initiatives as well, right? Like it, it's a cross thread, um, you know, uh, analytics platform as well, where you can actually say, okay, well, when I share, when I share a job, when I'm driving traffic to a particular job with military content, how is that performing? Mm. Right. So you can actually start to see what kind of content or what kind of jobs are military personnel or active duty members 
are actually gravitating towards, right? Um, and, and that's powerful as well. So yeah, benefits is a perfect, is a great use case. And you could apply that across the spectrum in terms of the employee experience, Mike. Yeah, I, this may sound a little bit superficial for me to go down this path, but you mentioned celebrating. And I'm just very mindful. We're recording this episode roughly three years from the onset of the pandemic. And over the last three years, I've been working with employers where work has, it's a capital W. Mm -hmm. It's work, work, work. And the employees are sentient. And this work from home was a novelty at first. But then the question is, is what have we lost and all of this and celebrations have to be authentic. And yeah, so I guess what, what I'm hearing is, is it's okay to work hard, but when the time is right, you have to celebrate milestones. Mm -hmm. If you don't, it's all work and no play. I was just a little bit intrigued. I would not have thought about that one question of, how well are we celebrating or in which ways are we celebrating that means something to the person who is making a post here? I would have not have thought of that. Oh, it is one of the, uh, Mike, such a great point. It is one of our top categories, if you will, right? Hmm. Uh, in terms of content that gets shared out of our platform is celebrations. And we're so uh, thankful to see that. Um, because, you know, culturally, right, and it depends, right, uh, culturally, it's, it's very hard to take somebody's, like, if you're, if you're a leader, or, uh, you know, if you're working on a project, uh, and, and, a, and a coworker, you know, you just want to publicly thank this person, of course, if they're okay with it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, people can go into our employees can go into our platform, leaders can go into our platform, and, and pick and choose like various templates that are branded, right? So there's a whole kind of branding element to this for that organization. And just say, hey, you know, thanks, Mike. Mike, I, I really appreciate, you know, your leadership in that board meeting the other day. Uh, I want to publicly thank you. Are you okay with that? And if you're okay with it, I'll just go onto the platform and, and, and publicly share how great you are, Mike, at, at running meetings at, at board meetings, right? <laughs> right? So um or running content at board meetings um so that's that's where you can you can really have a huge impact especially in a in a distributed workforce now because you know chances are you've got uh, post pandemic you still have uh, quite a few people who are still working remotely because they mm -hmm. can um but that's that's certainly an area actually even before covid mike i would say there's nothing that would have you know stopped you if you will from uh, from celebrating publicly but I do think, you know, post-COVID, uh, there's certainly a heightened awareness of how do you engage uh, a team that may not, not be there face-to-face -face all the time. So if folks are listening to you describe this, and I ask, what, what do most people get wrong about understanding your service and how it helps? Where do they sometimes most definitely get wrong. Yeah. yeah, and it is a mindset shift. Uh, I think we, we've we evolved, 
right, been so trained and okay, I have this opening, I need to go out and fill it as fast as I can. And if you're a cost conscious organization as, as, as cost effective as I can, uh, and that's it. That's been, that's been the world of recruiting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, that is, that is the biggest shift is, okay, you know you can drive people to the same job with other pieces of content. It doesn't have to be job related even. Uh, it could be as simple as, you know, me thanking you, Mike, and one of your colleagues maybe saw that. We tagged you, uh, who's not at the company today. Maybe they're working somewhere else. Oh, Mike, Mike works, you know, works for, uh, you know, uh, bench builders. I, I want to check them out, right? And you can drive all the traffic back to where your jobs are. So this, the biggest mind, sh- mind shift is move away from just sharing jobs. You can still drive actually higher quality traffic uh, to your jobs if you share other pieces of assets about your culture beyond just jobs. I love it. You know, as we've talked about this topic, we've covered a lot of different things. What do you want our listeners to have as takeaways? Yeah, gosh. Um, you know, the, I think the biggest takeaway is um, I'm sure there are places for for jobs that like you can share jobs, you'll get candidates. Uh, my, my request to the audience would be to, to think more broadly about, you know, what, what is your company really known for? What separates you from the rest? And, and it, there, there are, there are separations. And we've gone through this so many years in and out about looking at, you know, there are very specific attributes that keep a person engaged beyond a paycheck. Yes. Paychecks are important. Don't get me wrong. Right. <laughs> right. But that is that is one, you know, that's about maybe 30% of the entire value proposition that keeps somebody there. It could be a great boss. It could be a great, you know, team environment. It could be, you know, um, uh, the, the way uh, people get celebrated, right, as I mentioned earlier. So it could be, it could be a lot of things. So the, the, the key thing to walk away with is think about what really makes you unique and double down on that as you are looking to retain and attract talent. I'm confident that folks are watching and or listening to this and they want to learn more. What's the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, I'd I'd love that. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, Just look up my profile, Amit Parmar, uh, Clickify, uh, or you can email me at amit at clickify.me. Excellent. All right, we're going to put that in the show notes uh, so folks don't have to write that down while you're driving down the road. So you can click that and it'll actually be a hot link that you can go straight. Uh, from a contact standpoint. Um, I really was looking forward to this conversation. You're such an easy person to speak to. And for those who are, are not watching, your smile is constant. Uh, you <laughs> clearly enjoy what you do. Uh, that comes through loud and clear. Thank you for sharing your passion and your joy with us today. Well, thank you. Likewise, I appreciate you having me today. I also want to thank our listeners for joining us today. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can just go to your browser and type in unstuck.show. But while you're there, you can also subscribe to our weekly management blog called The Bottom Line. So if you're trying to grow your business, but people problems have slowed you down, let's talk. Head over to bench-builders.com to schedule a call. So I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope you have picked up on some tips from Amit. They will help you get unstuck and on target. Until next time.